0: Oh, welcome everybody! We're at Funeral Nation 210. How about that many episodes? I'm Jeff Harbison, the funeral commander. Good to see you. My sidekick over here, Ryan Thogmartin, is uh, on board. Uh, Very colorful today, with the exception of the jacket, which is background. You don't want to blend in. And we have uh, Mr. Tom Anderson, who is the consummate funeral professional. He brings us the funeral director daily. Um, And Tom, we are glad to have you back, and you're somewhat of our uh, industry analyst. You didn't know that, so we'll get you a sweatshirt that says analyst on there.
1: I Thank you. Glad to be back. Always glad to give my quarterly reports, and, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I need the, the, the trademarked uh, analyst shirt. Maybe that will help.
0: Yeah. In fact, we can get it that says F an analyst.
1: Yeah, that might. Yeah, that, I'm, would, I'm, uh, that would be pretty, pretty cool. Aware not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Ryan, we need like to work on that. He's an F and analyst for us. So uh, funeral nation like folks that are going, what that anyway. So Tom, uh, we have earnings reports in from the uh, funeral and cemetery uh, public companies, and we're going to turn it over to you, and we'll just have some commentary Perfect. as we go through.
1: Yeah, so I, I thought I'd start out today by. Uh, you know, we at Funeral Director Daily have our proprietary, what we call the death care index, which is eight companies in the public realm that deal in death care. And, and I just thought I'd run down really quick about their their uh, performances for the, you know, July through September quarter, which is third quarter for most, but some are on fiscal years. And I just say, if you, uh, if you look at the funeral home and cemetery operators, like Service Corp, Stone Carriage Services, and Park Lawn, I think the reports were all very similar. They had incredible revenues, uh, incredible quarters. Their case counts are up, which is COVID-related. And what they're doing is they're finding a way to that revenue per service, which had been dipping, they're not back up to normal, but they are all finding a way to raise that, that number up. So, tremendous performance by those companies, tremendous performance. Uh, if you go to Hill and Brand Industries, which is a consolidated company of a number of different operating units, they're the owners of Batesville, parent of Batesville Casket Company. They will tell you that Batesville had an incredible year and they gave that, or incredible quarter, they gave the numbers. It's very simple to see. If, if more people are dying in America, a percentage of them are being buried and they're buying more caskets. Uh, Matthews International, which has, again, a, a, uh, a group of companies, one a third of their business, they call the memorialization business, which is Aurora caskets, uh, things for the cemeteries like gravestones, bronze markers, things, and also cremation equipment. Um, their memorial equipment and casket units were also up so that company uh we see we've seen the percentage of revenue in that company and matthews start to really depend more and more on the memorialization unit than others uh assurant which is a uh worldwide company that is again a a conglomerate they have one unit they call their pre-need unit their their financial pre-need unit we saw very static numbers in that. I think it's hard to get in front of the pre-need customer. And specifically to Assurance, they announced last quarter that they will be exiting the pre-need business. Yeah. And are they didn't necessarily say they're exiting, but they're looking for a buyer for their pre-need business as they move more into warranties and home insurance and things like that. Right. Uh, and finally, a company which you guys are all familiar with but then not everybody knows a lot about. Security, National Financial Corporation, uh, parent company, of CNJ Financial. I would say that they are firing on all cylinders. It's incredible to look at their quarterly report. Um, they do have funeral home and cemetery operations as a, a, a memorialization segment, which is a small part of their business. And, and I would tell you they're small, but they've been firing off great too. Mm-hmm but they are also involved in what I would call mortuary finances. And the mortuary financial parts, uh, assignment funding, pre-need insurance has been incredible for them as well as another portion of their business because they're in the financial business, they're in the uh, um, mortgage business and that's been good. As a whole, those eight companies and the death care index, however, so, so, you know, the, the Death Care Index, I will just tell you, has uh, the stock prices of those stocks. While, while all those companies are performing really, really well, it appears, uh, their stock price has been somewhat stagnant compared to the NASDAQ or the S&P or the Dow for the first 11 months of 2020. It's been it's been really flat where, you know, the NASDAQ has went up 40%, the Dow about 6 and the S&P, I think, 12%. I kind of look at that. My own estimation is: I think the the uh, stock buying public, institutional investors, look at the numbers that are being done by these operating companies, and say they won't have that number of deaths next year. And so, with a stock price, you know, we talk about a lot of times the stock price is is reminiscent of what we think that stock is gonna do in the next six to 12 months. I think a lot of institutional investors say, we're not so sure the funeral home companies can keep this up because those are what we term pull forward deaths that they won't have next year. So that's my concise report spoke pretty fast and uh, happy to have a conversation about any of us, guys.
0: Well, one of the things that uh, I thought about, you know, Tom, back in 2011, the baby boomers, was supposed to start dying and the death spike was going up, but uh, all the prognosticators forgot about all the drugs that are keeping everybody alive and uh, different health standards. Could it be that some of this rise is not all necessarily all COVID? Again, there's there's lots of anecdotals and we see COVID, but we haven't seen real hard uh, CDC data to measure exactly last year against this year we can say in the business, just like at your funeral home, you're experiencing, <clears throat> excuse me, more COVID deaths. But you know, is some of this where the baby boomers, maybe 10 years later uh, at 75, 76, we're starting to see more of a death rate also making this a perfect storm for the funeral profession?
1: I think there's some truth to that. And I think that that continued the the large number of baby boomers will continue. And, and, and the death rate, I don't know if it's the rate or if it's the, at, at least the raw numbers are predicted to go up over the next 10 to 15 years before they really level off. Um, right. One of the things I find interesting, it's gonna be six or nine months into 2021, we'll get some reports on COVID related deaths. And I was telling my wife the other day, um, deaths are up in the United States. And, you know, if you just watch the news every day, you'll see them say, we're approaching 300,000 deaths. Well, I have heard no statistics on what flu-related deaths are. <laughs> and, and so I'm somewhat of the opinion, somebody goes in and gets congestive heart failure, or their lungs quit working, they, you know, whatever, they'll say they end up dying of pneumonia due to or caused as from COVID. Where it used to be due to or caused from catching the flu, right? And so I think I think we have—I don't want to want to underestimate this. We have a number, a number of COVID-related deaths. Agree. But I'm not so sure that all COVID-related—they might have been flu-related or or some other deal. But the the situation that they have COVID, they're going to get reported as COVID deaths.
0: Right. That's right. It's and it makes it interesting too, because uh, again, with, with families, you know we're going back into a lockdown situation in many states. We're going back to you know 10 at a funeral, 25 at a funeral, no one allowed at the hospital. So we're, we're thrust back into that at what I consider the worst time of the year. You know, I can't imagine having a loved one. And he can't even hold their hand or say goodbye or anything. And you know, interestingly enough, on those cases, um, the next time families see them is at the funeral home, right? So, right. Uh, you know, a- another piece of this, Tom, um, and we saw from the casket companies with an increase, but it the COVID crisis pandemic hasn't significantly changed, making burial go down, cremation up that stayed somewhat similar.
1: I I agree, the percentage, uh, at least to this point, we're seeing the percentages about the same, just the small increase in cremation, although, which is an annual thing, although people are starting to talk a little bit more of that, and I'm concerned for funeral homes in the long-term aspect of it. I had one funeral director tell, tell me he was extremely busy, and he says, Families will get on Zoom with us or call us and they'll say, uh, either Barry Dad or Cremate Dad, we'll have the service next summer. And his, his opinion is a lot of those services will never happen. Correct. And families will go through and say, wow, we, got, we were okay with that. And so yeah. there's a concern that funeral services as we know them will change drastically.
0: Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, the advent and use of technology for live streaming, et cetera, has helped. But uh, I think that's an interesting angle that, you know what, we went through this, we paid for the burial. Um, you know, let's just have an empty chair at the table at Fourth of July this year and do something here at home. Not really, because in some respects, may it, it depends on the family of the person, that sting may have worn off some right? And then we're getting back into finances of so many people being threatened now by this uh, pandemic with different workers and places being laid off. So, you know, that's a really interesting angle for us to look at later on in 2021. Did those services come to fruition? But, you know, conversely, is we see that the, all the companies are up. They're doing services, they're doing more. They're making revenues, not just yep. from more business. As you just said, the revenue per call has climbed a little bit more, which is yep. phenomenal in, in this era.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too, and they're, because... They're pre-arrangements uh, yeah, prearrangements, and, and we right. saw from, from well, Kena a... Uh, Grandma dies, they buy the, the lot for grandpa too, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, we we saw from Cana um, in a report that they just put out that annually, cremation rate on average is cre- increasing 1.5%. But since the beginning of the pandemic, they've seen a spike in cremation rates up to 2.74% in 15 states that they analyzed. So, I mean, does that play into to the stock? price uh when you're still looking at revenues but playing into the stock price along with the kind of pull forward deaths I, I think the smart the smart institutional stock buyers look at revenue per case potentially you know being tough to hold for these companies being tough to hold and that's a that's a negative on buying the stock i think uh, you know the, the operators are going to work and they're going to get good at it and they're going to offer other services But I do think that the institutional investors say, how are these guys gonna pull their revenues up in a market that is gonna be growing to cremation? And and let's face it, there's a lot of people that want direct cremation with no services. Yeah.
0: Well, Tom, we're grateful that you came on because you give a a great perspective. You put it into language that uh, our funeral professionals can understand. Uh, we're excited that you're an F and analyst. I think you can tell your friends that. <laughs> <Yeah>. And, uh, <laughs> But we do appreciate you. Uh, if y'all haven't seen the funeral director daily, um, you've got to gotta read that. I think you do an awesome job. I've enjoyed reading that, especially about some of your past with like your friends and who they were and, <laughs> you know, uh, growing up and then, you know, anecdotal or not anecdotal, but great memories about you know, growing up in a funeral home in the business, so uh, it's it's well done. I wrote an I wrote an
1: article the other day about the three guys I carpooled in college with, and I think that's what you're uh, referring yeah. to. Yeah, they left me way behind. They left me way behind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're doing pretty well. Well, folks, we uh, thank, we're you. thank <laughs> you for watching FN two ten. Tom, thank you for being here and providing uh, analytics from what we're doing in the industry. It sounds pretty good. You know, but, again, there's a lot of variables that are ahead. You know, are we stacking up uh, deaths that will not occur later? You know, there's lots of things in there, and it's all going to be in the numbers. But uh, we're grateful to have you here. So uh, until next
1: time. Have a happy holiday holiday season, both of you. Yeah, you too. And Thank uh, you. You You
0: too. We'll see uh, everybody next week on 211. So we're out here. Thank you, sir. Until next time. Have a great effing week.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.